You're listening to Latin America in Focus. Latinoamérica in Foco. América Latina in Foco. A podcast by America Society, Council of the Americas on politics, economics, and culture in the region. Again, I'm Luisa Leme with ASUA Online, and in my last visit to Sao Paulo, Brazil, I spoke with the IMF's Executive Director, Otaviano Canuto, after he participated in one of our Latin American Cities conferences. Canuto explains how Brazil's policies have faltered in creating a more productive economy, but says other countries have gone through similar situations. For him, the crisis of accountability in Brazil today can result in a new and healthier relationship between the private and the public sectors. Listen up. Mr. Taviano Canuto, thank you so much for speaking with us for this podcast. Uh, my first question would be, what factors are the most important for the Brazilian economy to resume economic growth? To increase productivity. That's the key word. Brazil could grow uh, quite well over the uh, last few years, or the last decade or so, by resorting to increasing incorporation of a labor force into the production process, or uh, by using more intensively uh, the existing capacity, uh, but now uh, since the uh, the commodity price super cycle is gone, more than uh, any time before, the country needs to find again uh, ways to increase the productivity. By the way, uh, the the increase of productivity over these glorious years of the new millennium have not been uh, glorious at all, and uh, and now the challenge is exactly to uh, install and pursue an agenda of increasing productivity in the Brazilian economy as a whole. Why we didn't have high productivity in the last 10 years? I would say uh, I would highlight three major factors. Uh, insufficient investments in infrastructure. This has hampered productivity in many ways. Uh, including waste of uh, production, uh, including loss of time, and so on. A second factor has been the lousy you know, investment climate uh, in which the Brazilian private sector operates in Brazil, because this uh, investment climate is one that it does not favor uh, higher competition, and so the search for efficiency and for introduction of a new technologies is lesser than it, what it would be if the, the, uh, the investment climate was one, uh, stimulating competition uh, and, and trade. The Brazilian economy remains uh, uh, a closed economy as far as foreign trade is concerned. But a third factor that I would highlight as well is the insufficiency of uh, qualification of skills in the labor force. We need to do better in terms of uh, uh, creation of skills, development of skills in the labor force in order to be able to compete, to increase productivity and compete in the new world. Those are things that sometimes people don't connect directly with the economic policy, right? Right. So when did the Brazilian economy started to falter? I would say that it has been faltering for a long time. 
we have not paid enough attention to the necessity of improving the Brazilian investment climate. Uh, we have not paid due attention to opening the economy to, uh, to more competition uh, uh, from abroad. We do have a substantial amount of foreign direct investment, but the foreign direct investment that comes to Brazil predominantly reinforced the existing model, which is a very inward-oriented model, one that is not geared at enhancing efficiency and acquiring uh, productivity and competitiveness. Now, uh, it's true that, the, for instance, in some cases, like the lack of appropriate investments in infrastructure, this has been, some, been something uh, that has been on since the 70s. Uh, but uh, the fact is that the problem is getting worse and worse. There are estimates that point out to a need to uh, at least 3% of the Brazilian GDP uh, as investment in infrastructure just to keep the existing infrastructure, not to speak of uh, additional investments in order to update and, and, and adjust the level of the Brazilian infrastructure. Whereas the country has not managed to invest more than 2.5% of GDP in, since 2000. So we are in deep trouble in that regard. Now let's talk about the favorite word in Brazil, the crisis. How is this crisis different from other crises the country went through? And what are the examples that you have from other economies overcoming economic problems like the one Brazil is going through now? See, uh, each and every uh, advanced economy, countries that today we associate with uh, advanced economies, they faced similar crises in the past. I think of the US and the robber barons in the beginning of the 20th century. I think of the French elite and uh, the connections with the establishment in France uh, in mid of the 19th century. I think of uh, more recently what has happened in Italy I think of Japan also went through a process of deep review of the deep connections uh, between the private sector and the public sector, which were not very much conducive to efficiency and, 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 and private sector uh, appropriate investments. So uh, all these countries went through this crisis and the legacy was good, a good one, which is also the one that I expect in the Brazilian case. I foresee, uh, in, the case, in the Brazilian case, for instance, in the future, first of all, a perception by the rest of the world and by ourselves, Brazilians, that there is rule of law in the country. This matters dramatically uh, in terms of the formation of risk factors in any private sector investment. And that will come later by later uh, with respect to the country in the future. But furthermore, there will be more competition in the private sector in the provision of service to the public sector. Among other reasons, because we will no longer have the kind of rigged process that we had until recently. So there will be more competition. There will be less barriers to entry for outsiders. And that leads to, as I said, to efficiency. And thirdly, the relation between costs and results on the public spending side will be better 
because there will be less tolls charged as a counterpart to the rigged computation. So all in all, the outcome is, is a, a more efficiency and more competition in everything that has to do with the relationship between private and public sector in Brazil. That's the outcome that I, that I would associate with the, the, the ongoing governance crisis, even if it's painful in the very short term. And, and this is certainly going to be a good template for other countries in the region. That's an interesting idea. Are there other sectors in Brazil, economy and markets, that Brazil could develop to overcome the commodity economy to be a different model in the region? Yes, yes. First of all, even if with a different configuration, but the Brazilian manufacturing sector could survive through some chains in the global value chains in which they, 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 they can participate, even if with less ambitious targets of uh, domestic completion of the good produced. But the outcome would be better product, uh, higher quality and more costly competitive. So whatever would be a surviving segments, as long as the economy is open. Also, the country can add value to value chains based on the uh, abundant natural resource that we have. When one thinks of the sophisticated Brazilian agriculture, one realizes that what is usually associated with agriculture is only a tiny fraction of this. The productivity and the competitiveness of the Brazilian agriculture, the sophisticated agriculture, stems from the R&D embedded in, in seeds, in weather forecasting, uh, modeling that is used to plan harvests. It's embedded in the uh, planning of logistics and so on. So in fact, the, the, the productivity and the competitiveness of the Brazilian agriculture, even though based on natural resource there at the roots, but it, in fact, it reflects a lot of sophisticated service and technology-intensive service. And the same applies to Petrobras and the ability, the capacity to explore, to find uh, pre-salt oil. And the same applies to Embraer. Embraer is what it is capable of competing in the world in such a difficult sector because it has the freedom to build its own global value chain, uh, furnishing itself with uh, whatever it needs, no matter where in the world. Uh, that's what the country uh, needs to some extent, rather than resorting to any kind of uh, densification of production chains. In my case, I want to highlight agriculture because it shows that there is a lot that the country can do in terms of adding value uh, to its rich natural resource base and adding value in, uh, through service that are technology intensive and sophisticated and highly paid abroad. What do you think will be the main lesson that Brazil is gonna take out of this, the Brazilian economy is gonna take out of this? I would say the great lesson is the following. We have to readjust our growth model in order to keep the social progress that we have exhibited uh, in the last few decades. They are uh, 
hardwired, those social uh, results are hardwired in the Brazilian software and hardware. They have come to stay. They are grounded on structural change. But in order for this process to keep going and moving, we'll need to go back to growth. And for that to happen, we cannot resource to the old model. We have to do something else towards increasing productivity. And you believe this is going to happen? I do so. That's great. Thank you so much for your interview. I appreciate it. Good. Thanks for listening. For more, visit as-coa.org.